0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516 418 5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about Angelic Encounters.
0: Good morning, everybody. Today is March 17, 2023, and I am live. If you'd like to call in with your questions and comments or stories about Angelic Encounters in your life, The number to call is 516-418-5651. You are welcome to call any Friday that I am on. Um, From time to time, I do have special guests, and sometimes they take up the entire show. But if I'm not speaking with others about angels, and even if I am, you're welcome to call in. I will make time for you, and we will answer your questions. As you may know, I have written a book called Go With Angels. It is a short book. It's only 88 pages. It's small. It would fit on the back of your toilet easily. You could read a story every time you go to the bathroom or not. But the stories are short. There's one story that's a little longer than others, and you, once you read it, you'll understand why. But they're all stories about my personal encounters or my children's personal encounters with angels or other entities. We've had near-death experiences, all three of us. Um, I had a friend who was nearly run over by a car or a big truck, I think it was a construction truck, in Seattle, Washington. Her story's in there because the angels are constantly working with us. They're here to give us messages. They're here to talk with us to comfort us to encourage us and I wrote a book based on that and it's called Go with Angels a month after I had written the book I was selling a second copy to my niece because she wanted it for her granddaughter who was only 3 years old and her granddaughter said that she had been um taking the book all the time. The granddaughter loved the angels and she loved the stories because she's young enough. She remembers playing with them before she was ever born. And I have a story or two in there about when I was a child and when my children were very small children, how they interacted with angels. So when I was talking with Stephanie about how much Skylar loved the book, I received a message as i do um i'm not clairvoyant i'm not a medium i can't reach out to the spirit world and say oh spirit julie is on the line with me what message do you have for her it doesn't work that way for me i'm what they call claircognizant i just know stuff i don't know how i know it i don't study these things but they come to me sometimes what i know leads me to study deeper into it such as light language I caught myself recently, um, after listening to light language meditations for a while, I caught myself riding my bicycle and I was just chattering up a storm with someone and I have no idea what I was saying. The words just came and it felt so good to say them. Kind of like singing when you don't really know the words to a song. But as I was talking to Stephanie, we mentioned, she asked me what was my next book going to be after my first one was Go With Angels. And I said, oh, I don't know. I've got some children's books. I've got some more collections of short stories. I've got one book that I want to write that will be a grief comfort. I've got two novels I need to polish and get those out. And she said, well, why don't you put them in alphabetical order by the title and just go that way? I said, that's a good idea. And as soon as I said, that's a good idea, God said, no. I want you to write a book about angels for children. And I told Stephanie, Gus said I have to write a book about angels for children. She said, who's Gus? I said, oh, that's God, universe, spirit, source. So I have to go. We'll talk later. So I hung up and I immediately thought I'm going to write a book about angels for children. And nothing happened. I couldn't get the first words to come out. I'm not going to call it writer's block because I don't really believe that writers have blocks. I think writers create obstacles for ourselves and those are opportunities for us then to do something different to get out of our heads to get into something physical which is another reason that I started recently actually the reason I started walking with a neighbor is not it has nothing to do with angels well probably does and I don't even know it I didn't recognize it I was attending a oh she's a friend now um, but I crashed a retirement party. My, my husband came home from work one day. He said, Oh, remember I told you Barbara, who lives in our neighborhood that works with me, uh, was going to be retiring soon. I said, Yeah, I remember. He said, well, today's the day. I said, Oh, okay. Didn't think twice, but he said, I'm going to her retirement party and I'm, I haven't been invited. You want to crash it with me? I said, absolutely. I love crashing parties with you. So we went to the party and we sat. Curtis sat next to Barbara and I was on the left of him uh, on the other side. And I was trying to think of something in common to say to her because I, I only had said, hello, nice to meet you. And she knew that we were neighbors and he knew that we were neighbors, but I had never talked to her. She's a neighbor a couple of streets over. So I knew vaguely where she lived, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. I rode my bike occasionally, not on a regular basis. So, I um was sitting there and I noticed that we both were wearing amethyst bracelets. And I said, "Oh, I love your amethyst bracelet." And she said, "Oh, I love amethyst. It's just one of my favorites." And I held up my hand which also had an amethyst bracelet. And That was, you know, we chatted a little bit about the gemstones that we like and what we like about them. But we were talking over Curtis because he was in the middle. And that was kind of the end of it. So when she got ready to go home at the end of the party, she came and stood behind where Curtis and I were. And she was talking to someone else who asked her, well, now that you're retired, what are you going to do? And she said, I don't know. I think I'm going to start a walking routine. And without even thinking about it, my hand shot up in the air like a child in first grade. And I said, do you want a partner? And she said, oh, I'd love a partner. Give me a couple of weeks and I'll let you know when I'm ready to start. Well, exactly two weeks later, she reached out to me through text and said, I want to start walking. Do you? And I'm like, yeah, when? She said, how about tomorrow? So we're now on week three of our walking routine. Well, actually... We finished week three today. We skipped the weekend so that we can have our private lives, although we're actually talking now more about going places and doing things together. The more we walk and talk, the more we find we have in common. So much about our childhoods, so much about our marriages, our first marriages especially. Barbara's never remarried. I have. But today I realized that one of the reasons... I shot my hand up into the air and said, "I'll, you know, you want to? You know, I volunteered to be her walking partner, was because the angels knew that I needed this as much as she did, and I knew that someone who has not been physically active all their lives, and Barbara was a computer person; she sat at a desk a lot of times, and she still does. But I knew that she." wouldn't be walking uh, she said she can't take her dog for a walk because he pulls her down he's too heavy too strong so i said well why don't you and i walk together and we've been doing this every single day rain or shine if it rains or on days like today when i have a podcast at 11 o'clock we meet and our, i meet at her house and we go for a, a drive short drive to the local mall and we walk inside the air conditioning and out of the rain or out of the her quick deadline. And it just dawned on me as I was setting the show up today that the angels have orchestrated this relationship. I didn't realize how much I needed a friend like Barbara in my life. And I realized it today when she said, one of these days I want to go with you and let's go shopping at the bead outlet. I said, I'd love to, because they've got my books. They've been selling my books and I want to see how the books are selling. And that's a good opportunity to do that. And I think what I'll do, you know, we may make time to do this on a regular basis, go to all the shops that sell Go With Angels. Pretty soon, I will be having my angel book, which will be the book for children that I have written. Oh, and I I didn't, I kind of got off the subject on that one, because what I did with that, when I was talking to um, uh, Stephanie about it, and I couldn't write, I sat down in meditation and prayer, and I said, God, God. Actually, I said, hey, dude, you know, because it's kind of the way we are. I said, dude, you told me that you wanted me to write this book about angels for children. And I can't think of the words. And that's very rare for me. Why would you block the words from me when you told me to write the book? He said, I told you to write the book, but I want you to draw, paint the pictures first. The words will come. I said, but I'm not a painter. He said, you know, Michelangelo said that once. Paint. So I started painting. Then, on, This was in November. I painted the entire month of November and most of December. On Christmas Day, my son called me, and we were chatting, and he asked me how the book sales were going for Go With Angels, and I told him. And then I told him about my angel book. I said, I've been painting the pictures, and eventually I'm sure the words will pop into into being. And he asked me, had I ever thought about, painting with artificial intelligence i said no i haven't because i wouldn't even know where to begin he said oh i can tell you how to do that so he did he gave me some ideas i started painting with um the robot basically artificial intelligence has helped has helped me that and my imagination my imagination has to come first and then the artificial intelligence comes in and takes my imagination. Folks, it is 11.11, time to make a wish. And my wish, I will announce to you right now, is more than a wish. It's something I'm manifesting. I am a best-selling author of inspirational and motivational books and some fiction, which I hope are inspirational as well. Um, so there's my wish, as well as a successful Be Unique Manifest event in April on April 22nd. Go to beunique.org if you want to know more about that. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. If you want to call and stop me from talking, and I haven't even gotten to my topic yet today, but I'm going to get to that in a minute, the number to call is 516-418-5651. How can you tell the difference when your angels speak? That is the topic for today. And that is so... um so Tony Taylor, he asked me that question when we were, he was interviewing me about my book on the Unique Unscripted show. And I told him, it's so simple. If you know your angels, you know their voices. Because I had told him that I have several angels. I met four at one time. And that book, that story is actually, I... Don't think it's actually in my first book, How I Met My First Angels. I'll have to write another book about angels and put that in there. I had a poem about them that I did not think that I could condense down into a chapter. So I left it out. Now I realize I should have just put it in there as prose instead of a poem. My point, though, is if you blindfold me and put me in a room sitting down, Let's just say I'm not able to reach out and touch anybody, but I am blindfolded. And my friend Jennifer walks in the room. My friend Lynn walks in the room. My friend Barbara walks in the room. My sisters, Jane, Bernadette, and Donna walk into the room. Now, those three, I might get them a little confused because they sound a lot alike. They all speak with a southern drawl. And they all sound alike. But put my other friend Barbara in the room. She's from New York. Put my friend Laurel in the room. Throw Tony in there. Put my husband Curtis. We mix it up with genders and, and ages. Um, put my cousin. My, my cousin's daughters. I am going to know their voices. If these are people that are known to me, I will know their voice. I can tell you. When Jonathan is speaking, if Michael or Michael, the archangel, I have several Michaels who work with me. If it's Alexander, if it's Harriet. Now, Harriet was my guardian angel, is my guardian angel. She was with me before I was conceived, not just before I was born, before I was conceived. And how do I know this? She has told me. I also know the voice of Gus, God, if you will. I know the voice of Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit comes to me in more of uh, an inspired idea or a thought, but I do hear the voice. I hear Gus speaking. I hear Jesus speaking. I know their voices because I know them. And if you have uh, differing opinion, I'd love for you to call and, and talk to me about it. The number is 516-418-5651. I have 14 minutes left in the show, and I would be happy to talk with you. But how how can you tell the difference when your angels speak? How do you know that it's not your imagination? That's what Tony was actually asking. But like I said, if you put me in a room and blindfold me and put me in a chair because if you blindfold me and leave me standing i'm probably going to fall down but you put me in a chair where i can't fall over and people come up and or even people across the room start speaking i will be able to identify their voices because i know them before we had caller id on all of our cell phones if people would call you on the telephone you could answer it, and within a second or two, you'd know immediately who it was. And I'll tell you about my first four angels, how I recognized their voices. In fact, it might be kind of cool right now if I took a minute to to read um, read how that came about, if I can find it. I don't know that I've got it here handy. Um but Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet came to me one time when I was so, so very distraught, and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Um, I had had a hard time. I'd had, a, I'd had a basically, oh, I guess you would call it uh, betrayal. I'm not really sure. Um someone called and told me something to hurt my feelings very much. And I didn't know what to do about it. So this was in 1995. This was the poem that I wrote that I wanted to put in my book, and I didn't. It's called Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet, appropriately. Will our guardian angel really reveal her name? How many angels has one man? Do they all look the same? How will we even know if the names are truly theirs? What good will this knowledge do us? Should we even care? I was musing these thoughts one evening as I sat down with my son. He knew that my heart was troubled. He knew I needed someone. He suggested that I open a gift that I had bought for myself almost a full year before and had placed upon a shelf i bought a statue of an angel because it was on sale. Then I wished I'd spent my money on a new mop and pail. I let the clerk wrap the bow and even chose the box. I decided to wait until I needed it before I let it go. I really thought one day I may need a ready gift. I never, ever suspected that it would give me a lift. At my teenager's request, I sat down next to him. I began to open the box and purely on a whim, I asked, almost facetiously, Angel, what is your name? The answer that came out to me has not left me the same. As soon as I saw the cherubic face of the angel from the store, the name Alexander was in my mind, but I knew that there was more. So I asked once again to have the name revealed. Jonathan's name boomed in my heart. The voice seemed deep and real. Somehow I knew that these two were not the only ones. So I asked and discovered, Michael, who loves his fun? I had almost resolved to myself that I had my angels three, when in my hand and in my heart I heard, hey, what about me? I'm Harriet, was all that she said. In a voice so beautiful and clear, it was known only to myself and fell not on other ears. I have asked many, many times since that day, and other angels' names have I heard. If be true these things I hear, then these are my angels names. I suggest that you ask for yours. It really is a shame. Since we all have angels and they all know our names, don't you think it's fitting for us to know the same? Just sit quietly some time and simply ask, who are you? You may find some surprising facts. What have you got to lose? Now I will tell you the key to knowing the angels names is Being quiet, getting quiet within yourself, knowing where you are, and just letting the names come through and for you. I haven't got any callers at 516-418-5651. So I'm going to read another story that was in my book. It's called Mary Wake Up. I think I may may have changed the name to Wake Up or Your Family Will Die when I wrote, when I put it in the book. And it starts out, I know the names of some of my angels, but I don't know them all by name. What I do know is that their love and guardianship has surrounded me for as long as I can remember. Until a frigid day in 1992, I had no idea of their physical presence or constant activity in my life. My ex-husband had been building a log house for eight years. We lived in a mobile home temporarily parked in the yard and worked on the house around the clock, it seemed. Even trips to visit families were stalled, and most holidays were spent on construction. The house was nearly complete, and it was looking good. The floors had recently been finished. The kitchen was ready. All appliances were installed and waiting for their virgin run. The only thing missing was a minor trim work before we'd move in. People often asked why we didn't just move in into the house. And my reply was, I would not move in until it was completely finished or unless God himself told me to move. My ex had recently seen a doctor and was diagnosed with walking pneumonia. His medicine made him extremely drowsy. Because we kept thinking that we'd soon move into the log house, we warmed our mobile home with a portable kerosene heater. And because of the noxious fumes, We didn't sleep with any heat at night. Instead, we covered ourselves with quilts and lit the heater only in the mornings. This particular morning, though I did not know it, something was wrong with the heater. I lit it as usual and returned to bed, planning to wake with the reset alarm an hour later to ready the family for school and work. Within moments, the trailer began to fill with black smoke from the malfunctioning heater. I don't know how long I'd been asleep when I was awakened by a voice calling my name. My ex was snoring, so I assumed I must have been dreaming. I lowered my head and was soon asleep again. It seemed that I had just settled in when I heard a second time, Mary, get up. I smelled the smoke, but discounted it as the usual fumes emitted upon the first lighting of the heater. Returning my head to my pillow, I was awakened a third time, but now I had a vision to accompany the voice that urged me Mary, get up, or your family will die. I saw two enormous arms reaching from somewhere beyond the bedroom ceiling, and I literally felt the hands shake my shoulders. The shaking was enough to rouse me from my sleep, and the grip of the hands was firm yet gentle. The urgency of the voice was oddly comforting. I jumped from bed, almost believing that I had awakened from a nightmare. I expected to walk through our home and find that all was well. But I was wrong. I couldn't see the furniture or walls as everything was shrouded in a thick, black, choking smoke. I screamed for my ex, who woke immediately and grabbed a flashlight because he thought the electricity wasn't working. As I set my kerosene heater outside on the ground and tripped the safety switch to extinguish the flame, my ex grabbed both boys and ran to the log house. All three of them were in the shower when I got out there with enough clothes, soap, and towels to manage. We ate our first breakfast in the house and were ready to get to work and school on time that same day. Only years later did I think, why didn't I just stay home and clean up? We never missed a day from that near tragedy. We all went about our daily routines, cleaning and moving in the afternoons and evenings. We were all so happy to be alive that we never thought about dwelling on the what if and what could have happened scenarios. I don't know which one of my angels woke me but I know he saved us all. Whether this was one of my personal guardian angels, a house angel or a special family angel, I'm grateful he persisted and insisted that I needed to wake up that morning. I will always be grateful. Now in my book, I end each story with a little lesson and I don't recall that one, um, and I'm not reading from the book, so I'll just tell you a different lesson, perhaps. Because we did go to work and school that day without even thinking twice about the trauma of it. I had waited till you know later in the day, a friend of mine asked me something and we started talking. And I said, you know, God gives you lessons. And I had something happen today that I don't know what the lesson is. So I told her about the angel and about the fire or near fire and the smoke, how we could have all died because smoke asphyxiation comes and keeps you asleep and you just don't know what's happening. And I said, I just don't, I don't see the lesson in this. What am I supposed to learn? And she said, maybe you're supposed to teach the lesson. She said, do you know how many people would have taken not only the day off, but the week off because their house nearly burned down? I said, well, my house didn't catch fire. It just filled up with smoke. She said, still, you had to deal with that. And I said, yeah, but I just deal with it. She said, and that is the lesson. I think you're here to teach all of us that everything doesn't have to be a catastrophe. And because of that, folks, I just want to say thank you for listening. I appreciate every one of my listeners. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, they're only $15 at PayPal.me forward slash Go With Angels. I pay for the shipping. You can also pre-order a copy of my angel book. If you want to order both of the books for instead of $15 each, which would be $30, you can buy both of them for $25. And I still pay for the shipping. And that's at paypal.me forward slash go with angels. Or email me for other payment options at authormarybrotherton.com. And until then, I want to remind you that it doesn't matter if you believe in angels. They believe in you. Bye, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.